Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. Our scripture today will be 1 Peter, the second chapter, verses 1 through 8. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. Thank you. This is the word of the Lord. Is that it's given to us love and it's absolutely true. We are so grateful to continue in our series of First Peter. Last week, um, we heard that they were being taught on how to live holy, how to live holy. David explained to us what, what holiness was. So as we move into chapter two this week, we're going to continue in the same vein of like teaching um, how to live, how we should be living. So um, I think about, um, I believe it was August 31st, 1989. No, I know it was August 31st, 1989. I arrived at Marine Corps Recruit Depot um, to begin boot camp. Um, my welcoming committee was probably the meanest man I had ever met up until that time. Um, he stepped on our bus. He began yelling, shouting, giving commands on what he wanted us to do. This was the beginning of a 13 week process to turn me into a United States Marine. In this process, they took all my civilian possessions um, they took all my clothes, um, everything that I had, they took from me and they gave me more clothes. But over those 13 weeks, I got more clothes. I learned to walk differently. I learned to talk differently. I developed courage. I developed strength. And I gained a new appreciation for teamwork. I learned how to work in community with people who were different than me. And at the end of those 13 weeks, I was changed. I was a new person. 
um, it was it was a difference had happened to me. I mean, I I mean, I walked taller. It, it was something that happened to me. And as Christians, as believers, the same thing should happen to us. There, there should be a an experience that occurs in our life where our walk is changed, where our talk is changed, where we have learned how to live in community with people who are different than us. And so he, these, as the, in this epistle, we're going to find out as Peter is talking, he's talking to people who have been dispersed, people who are like, who were learning how to live in a community where they were a minority. They were learning how to live in a community where things will be different, um, not what they were accustomed to. So he starts this off with the word. In this first verse, it says, so, so put away. Dave gave us a good illustration last week on therefore. He says that when therefore is there, you want to look at what was said and what is about to be said. And I want to say the same thing about so. So means as he begins this um, verse with so, that means he's already spoke some things. And what he was speaking was that since they had been purified, their souls had been, been purified by obedience to the truth for sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. So that's he's saying right now, so so that you've been purified, now that you know how to love each other with a pure heart, here's what he says to do. He says, put away, put away. I want to look at put away before we go, um, before I begin to talk about the things that he said, put away. He said, put away. And I want us, when we see that word put away, to think on these terms. It's kind of like a marathon runner. When you see a marathon runner, he is running he does not running with a refrigerator on his back. He's not running, um, carrying a backpack. He's not running in, in a, a three-piece suit. When you see a marathon runner, they're very light. Their clothing are very light. It is so that they are able to to run to experience the freedom that 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 is tied to running. So he, they were they run with things that will not be a hindrance to them. So this is what Peter is telling them. He first he says, so put away. So he's saying, put away, get rid of anything that's going to be a hindrance to you. Get rid of anything that's going to slow you down. Get rid of anything that's going to cause you not to be able to run this race like you should. But let's specifically look at the things that he says. Get away, um, Put away all malice, um, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. Just put away anything that is violent, anything that's going to cause you to to want to do what's wrong. Deceit. Put away anything that's going to cause you not to be truthful. Learn to be truthful. Don't get involved in behavior that's going to cause you to be deceitful. Get um, hypocrisy. Don't don't pretend. Don't pretend to be something. That word goes back to a word that really means just to wear a mask. Don't cover your face. Don't don't be one thing with this group and another thing with this group. Get rid of anything that's going to cause you. Don't be a part of things that's going to cause you to live a life of a hypocrite. Get rid of these things. Don't wear a mask. Don't pretend to be one thing today and, and something else tomorrow. Don't 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 be one thing Sunday 
And when Monday comes, you're totally different. We can't even identify you from Sunday to Monday. So get rid of these things. Get rid of envious. Anything that's going to cause you to hate. Don't be a hater. Don't hate what other people have. Don't, don't develop bitter feelings toward other people because they have things that you may want to have, but you don't have it. So don't, don't, don't be bitter toward one another. Brothers and sisters, these things are not of God. We, we should not be deceitful. We should not be, um, be a hypocrite. We should not um, envy what our brother has. And, and we shouldn't slander one another. We shouldn't slander one another. We shouldn't talk. Our prayer confession says that we're prone to gossip, to deceit, to the things we, listen, we need God to help us that we are not people who, who shoot down our brothers and sisters with our word. We need to find a way to allow our words to, to uplift one another, allow the things that we do as we live in community on how we can be light in this dark world. God, we need you. Yes, we need the Lord to help us because it's not within us to do this. This stuff, listen, when we meet the Lord, we need his Holy Spirit to guide us, to guide the way we talk, to guide the way we walk. I mean, everything that we do, we need the Lord to help us. The next verse says this, verse number two says, like newborn babes, newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk and by it you may grow into grow up into salvation this this is amazing it is it makes me think about um becoming a parent for the first time i had no idea what what i was getting into the cost that that it involves with um with having a new baby in the house i mean there there is milk there is, I didn't know, I needed other people around me to help me. I was so grateful that um, Sonia's parents were around, my parents were around. They were able to encourage us and tell us things to help us um, so we can make the right decisions to, to take care of the baby. But I want us to think about what, what is being said here. It says to long for the pure spiritual milk. Now, before we get into that, let, let me give you this illustration. Um, yes, babies are expensive. The cost of diapers are expensive. Formula is expensive. Um, baby supplies, they, these things add up very quickly. Um, and unfortunate for one couple, their inability to pay for uh, all the things that the baby needed resulted in, in, in the death of a child. It was reported that the baby mother, she couldn't even produce enough breast milk. So instead of adding formula to supplement the, um, the, the breast milk, the baby's father began to dilute the milk with water. And as a result, the baby died from um, water intoxication. It, it is interesting to just think that water is incredibly dangerous for children under the age of one. Too much water causes like the normal sodium level in, in the babies to become diluted, which can lead to seizures, brain, brain damage and death. So, so for Christians, while this is just, a, just an extreme example, but listen, for Christians, 
when we dilute the word of God, all too often we, we want to hear the things. Uh, we want the word of God to be kind. We wanted to make it uh, fit our situations. And just like that baby, if, if the baby don't get the proper nutrients that it needs, that that baby will die. Just like us as Christians, if we don't get the word, if we don't get the pure word of God, we, we wind up being deceitful. We wind up being slanderers. We wind up being envious of our brothers and sisters. We wind up being hypocrites if we don't get the pure word of God. Imagine this. An apple is very good. An apple, you get a lot of nutrients, um, not a, um, nutrients from an apple. But if you take that same apple and you make it a candy apple, what you have done is you have diluted the nutrients that's available in that apple. Why that apple may taste good to you, why the candy apple may taste good to you, it's not you're not getting the things that you need for from from that apple. You're not getting the nutrients that you need. Far too often, brothers and sisters, we want the word of God to be a candy apple. The word of God is powerful in itself. The word of God don't need us to change it. We don't need to add anything to it. We just need to preach it like it is. Listen to what the what the Bible says about the word of God. It says, for as as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and making it bring forth and sprout, giving seeds to the soil and bread to the eater. So guess what, y'all? The word ain't going to return empty. We just need to give it like God give it to uh, has given it to us to give it. The word shall accomplish everything that it sets out to be. The word will not return back to God void. Listen to this. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the, the division of the souls and of the spirit and of joy and marrow and discerning the, the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word is powerful. The word is strong enough to change us. Listen, all we need to do is to desire the sincere, the pure word. We don't want anything added to it. And this is what this is what I'm Peter's telling them. Don't 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 look for anything else. Don't don't look for anything sugar coated. Allow the word to guide you. Allow the word to change you. The word can change hearts. There's power. There's power in this word. Amen. Listen to this that we may grow. And as as the word comes into us, we, we grow into maturity. Just like that baby, that baby needed that milk in order to grow. That baby needed the uh, the nutrients that was provided in our milk so it can begin to grow, begin to walk and talk and just things to get in order. That's We need the word so we can walk right, so we can talk right. We need it to get down in us so we can grow, so we can mature in our salvation. Brothers and sisters, I, I believe there's far, far, far too many spiritual babies. It is because we all we want is what we want. All we want is to hear what we want to hear and for it to be sounding good to our ears. That's all we want. And as a result, we have far, far too many spiritual babies. He says, indeed, if you have tasted the Lord, that the Lord is good. When you know he's good, when you've experienced his goodness, you ought to want more of him. You ought to want more of him. 
when when you know that it, it was God who who's taking care of you, that he's made a way for you, that that when things was rough, God showed up on your behalf and that he was there. We ought to begin to trust him more. We ought to begin to believe in him more. We ought to let his word saturate our hearts so that his word can lead us so that we can be living examples of him and his word. Verse the next um, verse. I don't know. Finish these last four verses together here. Um, I, I, I must tell you, these, these last four verses were um, somewhat complicated as I as I began to read it. Um, I, I was struggled with like, Lord, give, give me, show me, show me your word. And I use different resources to try to, to come up with what I believe Peter is saying here. I believe that the key to understanding this this passage, these last verse verses is to keep this in mind that God promised to send his son and to build a house where um, he would come to live forever. Now, Jesus, Peter sees Jesus himself as the stone and then the new spiritual house is already being built upon him. So Peter sees Jesus as this new stone and that the new spiritual house is being built upon him. He's the living stone. Peter is already thinking of this in the temple picture. Now, if if we look at Psalms 118 in the passage, it talks about the discarded stone, the one particular stone which was discarded, which was rejected, the stone that was didn't appear to be good for anything, wasn't the right shape, didn't fit on the wall, couldn't fit on top. And, it, and Peter, Peter is showing us, and the scripture has shown us, that that stone which was rejected is Jesus Christ. Jesus came to his own people and he was rejected because Jesus did not fit into their plans that they had at the time. God, God had shown Jesus to be the most important stone because when they got to the end of in, in, in Psalm, the temple, the stone that was rejected was the piece that they needed. That's good stuff, y'all. That is good stuff to know that even if we live in a world, even if we live in a world and we're rejected and, and we're discounted and we're marginalized, that we are valuable to the Lord. And this is what happened is, is Peter's writing to a people who have been dispersed. Peter was writing to a people that were no longer together. So they were being dispersed and he was trying to teach them how to live. So even if you are rejected, know that you are valuable to God. Even if you're not able to do um, or, or do what you wanted to do, just know that God's plans are far greater than our plans. We can't look at people and just decide that there's no value in that person. We can't look around. We can't look at ourselves and see that there's and think that there's no value in us because we are valuable to God. We are valuable to one another. God has a plan. God has a plan that all of us fit in very well. And we are valuable to the to the Lord. Just as that stone was rejected, just as that stone had a place, brothers and sisters, in this Christian life, Jesus ought to be the, the most crucial, the center part of our Christian life and our devotion. It, um, he ought to be precious to us, y'all. Um, there, there ought not be anything more important to us than Jesus. He, he, he's, there's not a value that we can put on him. He's the one 
who died for our sins. It is because of him that when God looks at us, that he don't see us as we are. He sees us as forgiven sinners covered by the blood of Jesus. Oh, that is good stuff to know that that is because of Jesus. So we can't live this life. We can't water down the word of God. We can't try to live this life without Jesus. We need him. See, God is no longer in a temple in Jerusalem, but he's in the spiritual house. And we are, that's made up of living stones, which we are. God wants us to be able to fill the whole world with his glory. God wants us to be able to tell the world about him. God is establishing people around the world to make up his house. And it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we never forget who we are, that we never forget that, that we are valuable to God, that we never forget that, that even if folk despise us, even if we are rejected, that we belong to him. Listen to what it says. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. So listen, it, it is for us to do what's right. It is for us to, to give God's word, the pure word, not to water it down, not to, to make it a candy apple, not to make it sweet, but to give it as, as it is because the word of God will do what it needs to do. They, 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 will let the word be a stumbling block because they would disobey the word because it's what they were destined to do. So brothers and sisters, we have the great privilege of being a light in a dark world. We have a great privilege of pointing brothers and sisters to, the, to Christ. We have a great opportunity to allow our words to be wholesome, to allow our actions to be helpful and to, to, to let us show others that something has happened to us that that is that not on the outside, but it's on the inside. An inward change has happened. And as a result of a life that's been changed from the inside out, the evidence is on the outside. Let's pray. God, we thank you today for the privilege and honor to, to worship you. God, we thank you um, to know that you are our savior, God. We are far, far. <laughs> we, we oftentimes, God, we are slanderers. God, we are deceitful. God, we are envious of our brothers and we allow all types of malice to, to, ruin, to come into our lives. So, Father, we ask that you would forgive us. We pray, God, that we will be light in this dark world, God. We pray that we allow your word to change us, that we allow your word to change the way we talk and change the way we walk. Allow your word to make us living examples. God, we know that we could do far greater if we would just depend on you and not ourselves. And that if we realize, God, that there's value in me and in my brother, but we are all image bearers of God. So, Father, we thank you. 
We look forward to an opportunity to be light in this dark world. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.